0: Stop waiting for opportunities. Create them. This is a problem that so many of us have is we are waiting for some future opportunity to fall in our lap and before we can do something of usefulness. I remember when I was... Um, I was probably like sixteen or seventeen years old. I had just given my heart to Christ, and I was ready to take on the world and I wanted to just take the gospel to the mountaintops and proclaim it and tell everybody about jesus and uh, there was this age and experienced uh, minister who kind of like he kind of took me aside and he gave me some really solid counsel that transformed my life and has since then been the foundation of all of my efforts in the last eight years of full-time ministry and I want to share with you today the impact and the message that he shared with me and it came it was based on this verse in Luke sixteen ten. the Bible says he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also in much. He that is unjust in that which is least will be unjust also in much. And it's this concept of faithfulness with the little things. And he was, and he really, he pulled me aside. He said, look, I know that you're young and you're like so eager and you just want to like share with everybody. And I remember when I was like that. The best advice I can give you is Luke sixteen ten. And the reason why is because Right now, you want to probably like, travel the world, preach the gospel, share with other people, and um, you want to have like, this worldwide like, ability, impact, and, and reach. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good description. And he's like, well, the thing is, if God were to entrust to you with that responsibility, chances are it would crumble and fall apart, and you, you wouldn't be able to handle that. So what God is going to do for you now is He is going to give you little responsibilities. And as you are extremely faithful with the little responsibilities, that will be your preparation for the next phase, the next stage or season of life. But if you're unfaithful with the little influence or the little times of of being a blessing or the little times of even the little things in life like like making your bed or uh, doing your, your responsibilities, like those are going to unfit you for greater usefulness in the future. So right now, when you're just getting started, the best thing you can do is focus on being faithful in the little things. And he said that and it like hit me so hard where I was like, whoa, you mean to tell me that no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what responsibility is on my plate, that how I handle this is my preparation for doing a greater work. I was like, okay, that wasn't what I expected, but I was like, all right, then the Bible says it, I must obey, that's what I wanna do. So I went forward. And that truly has become my favorite verse in all the Bible. It's been the foundation of all of my efforts in my life. And I just wanna really speak to you because I love you so much. And I know that many of you are waiting you're waiting for some opportunity to fall on your lap and just say, hey, it's now time for service. Or you're waiting for some call to go to a mission field or a ministry or to go somewhere. But many of you really, you have to um, start being faithful in the resp- little responsibilities you have now. Who is your flock? Who is your sphere of influence? The book of Proverbs says, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flock. Look well after thy herd. You, chances are, have a small group of influence. You have a small group of friends. You have people that God has entrusted you with. And he's asking what are you doing with the little opportunities that I have for you to testify of my love or to share my message with those who are hurting or to be a light in the darkness? Are you being silent in a time when you should speak? Are you speaking in a time where it would be better to reflect Christ if you were silent? Really, how are you with the little opportunities? And I want to encourage you, friends, that start now. You don't have to wait. Don't wait for... A lot of times we... Uh, We like to think that, oh, if only my circumstances would be different, then I would give more, I would be more, or I would make better decisions, or I would let my light shine, or I would do something that I'm not now. It's my circumstances. But friends, true gospel soldiers... Are, will never allow circumstances to shape the man. But the man of God uses circumstances. The man of God shapes his circumstances and looks at circumstances as his instruments to work. Jesus was speaking to Moses out of the burning bush. And when Moses was called to service, what was the question? What Moses, what's in thine hands? And when you see, it was, it was the rod. And how long was that rod in his hand? It was in his hand for a while. What was that rod a symbol of? Why did Moses have that? Because he was a shepherd. He was being faithful in that little thing. You know, when Moses thought he was going to be a deliverer, he went and he killed the Egyptian, but God wasn't trying to deliver his people through force. Moses had to unlearn 40 years of that Egyptian education, all the worldly false wisdom, and he had to learn it back in the school of Christ as being a shepherd, being faithful. You wouldn't think that 40 years taking care of of silent mutes and oftentimes like uh, just wayward sheep is the right preparation for Moses to deliver millions out of Egypt, but it was. God was re-educating him. And that that rod was a symbol of his his background, his experience, what he already had. We're, you don't have to wait till you have more time. What are you doing with the time that you have? You don't have to wait till you have more knowledge. What are you doing with the knowledge that you have? You don't have to wait until you have more friends or more opportunity or more um, whatever the case is. What are you doing with the talents that you have this is the real question because if you want to be all that you can be for Christ, to truly live your calling, then it has to be what are you doing with the talents that God has given you, the talents of education, the talents of, of time, the talent of communication, the talent of, of speech, the talent of influence, the talent of health, of strength. What are you doing with this talent? There are some talents that God has given all of us. And you don't have to look at someone else and what great talents they have and disqualify. Well, because I can't play the piano like they, then I can't use my talents for Christ. Or because I can't sing like them, oh, therefore I can't sing at all. Or because I can't teach like him, because he's such a good teacher, or someone else could teach better than me, so I shouldn't share anything that I know. That's not the case at all, friends. Start where you are with what you have, do your best, and trust God with the rest, and he will make a way when you commit. The key is, you don't have to wait for a door to be open to you, and, and, and a lot of times, I think we get this idea that Oh, because there's like no open doors, that means that God is like closing the door or that God isn't, isn't providing that door for us. But in reality, friends, I would submit to you is what if God is waiting for you to be seeking for open doors or looking for doors that you could enter upon? In fact, isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7? Seek and ye shall find. Well, it starts with, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. It's not, we, we don't have to wait for the door to open. We have to, for the doors to open. The, the open doors are the result of you seeking, you asking, and you knocking. There's a part for you and I to play. We are collaborators together with God. We can't just passively, idly be dreaming about doing some wonderful work in the future in this far distant time when the circumstances are going to be so much better and more favorable and the way is so smooth and so plain that there's no possible obstacle while we're just sitting there doing nothing in Christ's service. You can go today with all the obstacles, with all the challenges that that are faced before you. Think about Moses bringing the children out of the children of Israel. How do you think they felt when they were standing at the Red Sea? And they saw that. And then the enemies and the Egyptians and the chariots and all the hosts of Pharaoh were behind their back getting ready. It looked like everything was going to end. But again, God used what was in Moses' hand and he parted the Red Sea. But it wasn't until they put their foot in the water that the waters parted. Friends, there's a Red Sea before you. I'm certain of it. And I want to encourage you, take that first step. You don't have to see the entire path and all the way down, or the entire flight of stairs before you take the very first step. And a lot of times when we do try to plan out all the way till step 32 and we're trying to figure out like this excessive planning before we do anything, it's really just a fancy form of procrastination. It gives us Uh, while we're planning and not really doing anything, it gives us a semblance or this idea of forward progress, or it kind of gives us a feeling of false momentum, but it's not true. You can start with what you have. You can be faithful in that which is least. And I want to encourage you, a lot of you are afraid. And if I'm just going to be honest with you, you're afraid of failing. There's a lot of times where we don't want to start something because we're like, what if I'm wrong? Or what if I say the wrong thing? Or or what if I make a mistake or make a fool of myself? What are other people going to look at me if I try or if I go out and I serve Christ? Or maybe I go to this ministry or mission trip or I do something and it doesn't work out or move out to the country and then it doesn't happen. Many of you are afraid of failing. But friends, failure is a blessing. It is not like... I am not afraid of failing because I know that Psalms 119 verse 71 says, It is good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. When we look at failure as a lesson book, as we look at failure and ask, What can I learn from this experience? Then we turn defeat into victory. That becomes an apparent failure because it only appears that way, but it's not true failure if you learn from it and you heed it as a beacon of warning to never repeat that before. I thank God for my mistakes and my apparent failures because now I have something to share with you. I, you can learn from my mistakes. I mean, there's a lot of times in the, my past that I have tried different things. I've tried publishing, uh, starting an pu- ancient publishing house, and we got different equipment. I was talking to people from, who are like paper connoisseurs for like 20 years, and this guy's a book binder. He just did binding for 13 years, and, and I had a mentor who was so gracious, and he owned his first printing press when he was seven years old. I was surrounded by these people who were helping me to start this publishing house and I was dedicated fully to it. But then the more that I got into it, the more I realized, I'm like, whoa, this is gonna cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment. Then I have to do all this stocking inventory. I need more space and workers. And I'm like, this stuff is intense. So you can see that that business, that entrepreneur endeavor, that, that ministry failed, but it wasn't a failure. I gained experience, I gained connections, I gained relationships, I gained perspective and knowledge and understanding and Everything that I learned in that experience has carried with me. That was an investment. And and it carried with me to the next phase I went. Because of deep diving and studying everything that I could on publishing and trying to understand how that works, then it made it easier for me to transition to then understand modern publishing and realizing the button to make a YouTube video go public to the world is the word publish, that the press is a power, and the tool that we use to make our website go public is called WordPress. And to see all of these similarities between ancient publishing and modern publishing, social media publishing terminology, I'm like, whoa, now we're publishing something better. Now we're reaching more people with less time, money, energy, efforts. And it is, doing, is far more effective. And I don't believe I would be doing it in the, the degree that I am today if it had not been for that apparent failure. There's been schools in the past that I've been a part of that they're not, going, they're not running today. But I gained so much valuable experience. I learned the, the essential need to stay very close to Christ and not to separate ourselves and get so busy that we allow the urgent things to crowd out the important things of our life. Like devotion, like prayer, like quality time and communion with Jesus. And these weightier matters. And, and it was all of these failures is where I have learned some of the most valuable lessons of my life. I'm a more direct communicator now. With I, I really try to bring uh, expectations up front so that nobody has these unmet expectations because... I remember when I was quiet, I was shy, I was timid, and, and there were some challenges, but I didn't really want to address them. They felt so uncomfortable, so I would avoid these conversations that I knew needed to happen, but they went so long, and there was weeks, and then months, and then finally it gets so out of control that when there's just absolutely no avoiding it anymore, it has to be addressed, then it's ugly. Then you lose friends. You lose close friends. You start getting hurt and wounds or scars, and... And it's times like that where I realize, whoa, if I just had the difficult question, or difficult conversation in the beginning, then I could have saved from so much more pain and suffering before. It just communication is the key. The communication is always the answer. In love, in a spirit of understanding, not accusing, but of love. And maybe there's someone that you need to communicate with. Maybe you're ignoring an uncomfortable conversation or procrastinating something you know you need to handle. Address it today, friends. This is where freedom comes. This is where burdens are lifted at Calvary. When you lay the results, the outcome, the future, the consequences at the foot of the cross, you say, Lord, it's too much for me to bear. I'm gonna do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And when you make that decision, everything changes. You don't have to be afraid of failure because Proverbs 24:16 talks about how the just man falls seven times, and riseth up again. You would think that a just man, he's probably like perfect. He's going from victory to victory. He's not making any mistakes. But that's not how it works. If you're really on the path of progress, and, and on Christ's path to the heavenward, there's going to be some 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 hiccups. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be stumbling blocks. You may stumble and fall, but... The the key is to rise back up, to rise up again. But the wicked, they fall into mischief. The difference between the just and the wicked in proverbs twenty four sixteen is the just when they fall, they examine, they review, they see, "Hey, what did I do different What went well what What could I learn from this? What am I grateful about this mistake?" and they use mistakes as stepping stones to achieve greater and bigger things, but the wicked they see their mistakes, their shortcomings, and their failures, and they're like, "Look, I already failed once. How can I trust that I would never do it again and I'm so afraid of that failure, so they never get back up. They just fall into mischief. They get caught up in these vicious cycles. It's just a downward spiral, and they just stay down. Friends, stand up for Jesus. Do not stay down. Now is the time to stand up for Christ. He is looking for gospel soldiers who will raise their hands and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Do you want to be sent? Do you want to live your calling? Do you want to dedicate your talents for Christ's service and recognize, you know, I have been given talents. Whether they are few, many or few, I want to use them for you, dear Lord. If this is your desire, then I encourage you, take a look at this uh, this account book that we put together. This is the Live Your Calling daily account book. This is a tool created for people like you who have a desire to be all that you could be for Christ. In this book, we have provided the biblical tools, the questions, the system to review and examine, to look at failure in a new way so that you can learn from your experiences, so you can prioritize what matters most, so that you can you could be a good steward of the time, the precious gift of time that God has given to you. And if you really want to develop your talents for Christ and dedicate them to a service in whatever the things that you are, to be the best mother that you could be, the best entrepreneur, Christian, Bible-believing entrepreneur, be the best missionary, ministry leader, or any um, any type of... Someone who's bearing responsibilities to the best that God can help you, then I encourage you to take uh, order your copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Countbook. You can get it at the armyofyouth.com forward slash accountbook no space, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book, and you can get your copy today. We've been doing this, um, and I will say that this has been one of the most life transforming experiences that I've ever gone through. We saw on the market that there wasn't really any planners meant, biblically based, created for Bible believers, by Bible believers. And um, so we decided to create the product that we wish existed in the marketplace. So this is created for you. I would highly encourage you to check it out. People are picking it up from all around the world. And they are learning how to live their calling. If you want to live your calling, then go to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book and get yours today. So thank you so much, friends. If you like this video, hit like. Comment below. Tell me what is a circumstance or an obstacle. What are you going to start right now? despite the obstacles or challenges, I would love to hear from you. What are you going to do today? Just take the first step. That's the secret. Then take the second. Don't worry about step 32. Let me know in the comments and share this video if there's someone that you know who could be benefited by this as well. And remember friends, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.